0: It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast.
1: Welcome to the IHSA Safety Podcast. I'm Ken Rayner and I'm your host. And on this edition of the IHSA Safety Podcast, we're joined again by Marin Gamble. IHSA's Manager of Strategic Programs. Maren, welcome back to the podcast.
0: Thanks, Ken. I'm really excited to be here.
1: I am too, because we've done some podcasts on occupational health and safety management systems. And this one to me is more of like the ABCs of management systems, because we're going to talk about the concept of plan, do, check, act. And I'm really excited to get into this with you, because I think it's going to Provide hopefully for our listeners a little more clarity on the on management systems in general, and provide a little bit more of the ABCs of that. So, so maybe we can jump in, Marin. Um Like, let's start. Like, we're talking about plan, do, check, act. We're talking about management systems. Where do you suggest we start with this discussion today?
0: It's a good question, Ken. I I think you said it well when you said that we're going to the ABCs. It's really a back to basics kind of conversation because it's one of those things where you need that strong foundation that you're building from. You need to start with those ABCs or you can never develop fully what you're trying to do. So with that in mind, I think if we're going to talk about occupational health and safety management systems, we should actually start with what that is. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of words in a row, but what does that actually mean? And, you know, if we look at one of the definitions that that's out there, I like to look at what The Occupational Health and Safety Act has because it's one of those documents that gets referenced frequently in our industries. It says that it means a coordinated system of procedures, processes, and other measures that is designed to be implemented by employees in order to promote continuous improvement in in occupational health and safety. So some really great pieces in there. It's a coordinated system of procedures, processes, and other measures. So basically it's all the bits and pieces that you can possibly put together. It's not just your policies. It's not just your procedures. It's not just your standards, whatever the language is around documentation in your workplace. It's actually about how all those different pieces fit together to coordinate into something more holistic.
1: Right on, and I don't want to nitpick about the definition in the green book, but the only piece (laughs) that I would love to add to that is consistency, right? Because isn't that what we're talking about here, this plan, do, check, act, concept, the management systems implementation, it's about being able to do all of what you said but consistently across all of your workplaces, across all of your sites, across all of your properties, it's being done in a consistent manner. Like, like that's the one piece, not to take anything away from me. I would agree. Book, and I, but uh, I'd love to have that consistent piece added to just to make sure that there's clarity in that. I mean, consistency is at the heart of systems development period, right? That's that's what you're looking for. 100%. So why so why plan do check act specifically? Why are we talking about this today?
0: So one of the things that's also in that definition is this idea of continual improvement. And when we're t- talking about continual improvement, plan do check act is kind of the concept that you'll eventually come across, no matter where you're looking. It's not something that's, you know, IHSA's proprietary blend of of concept components. This is something that has been around for decades upon decades and been applied in a variety of different management system types and is proven to work when you use it as a concept and as a concept to drive continual improvement. So it really aligns with the concept behind the Occupational Health and Safety Management System itself. And so when we look at Plan, Do, Check, Act, it is really just something that you can use and apply as universally as you want.
1: Okay, Mara, so how about we unpack each one of them? Let's get into a little bit more about Plan, Do, Check, and Act in each one of those stages.
0: All right, so starting with the plan, uh, we think about what we need to achieve. When we're thinking about a plan, it's what is our goal? What are the outcomes we want? And in order to get there, what are the objectives and processes that we need to establish for that? Moving on to do, once we know exactly where where we want to end up, and we have an idea of how we're going to get there, that's when we can actually Do the do, do the things that are going to get us to those objectives and follow the procedures that we established in the previous step. A lot of the work is actually in that plan stage where you figure out what you're going to do. And then in the do stage, you're simply following that outline that you already built for yourself. What it also lets you do is is go into the check phase once enough time has passed, knowing what you're checking. So in the plan, again, we figured out what our goals were. We figured out how we're going to know if those goals are accomplished. And the check phase is really doing that. Did we end up where we hoped? Did we end up somewhere completely different? Did things get carried out the way that we thought they were? And are there any opportunities for us to improve? Along with that, we can also identify if we have any successes. Sometimes things do go really well or even better than we thought. And it's important for us to acknowledge that those successes exist as well. Whatever we identify in that check phase, the beauty of the act phase is that that's when you get to decide what you're going to do with that information. If it's a success, you do still want to take action. You don't just want to keep that quiet and, and file it away somewhere. It's important to acknowledge those successes to the people who were involved as well, so that they know that the efforts that they put in are, are doing something. But if it is something that needs an improvement, you can actually make a plan Um, to start the plan again. And actually that's where this becomes a cycle. So you can put those actions, those gaps that you've identified right back to the beginning of this cycle so that you can move through it iteratively to continue improving your system.
1: You know, Maren, that reminds me of an article that you contributed to in the IHSA Health and Safety Magazine, I think it was in 2022, where you compare the plan, do, check, act model to baking a cake and following a recipe. It was fantastic. It was a great article. Um, you know, we'll end up posting that on our uh, on the podcast channel, so our uh, listeners can can reference it. You know, I was thinking of you um, checking the recipe, looking at a cookbook, you know, um, and then as you're doing it, you've got your mixing bowls out and doing all, adding all the, whatever you're, wherever you're going to be baking or cooking that that day and then you know you're checking to see if how it's coming along uh, in terms of as the in the bake process and when it's in the oven you're turning on the light looking at it maybe you're sticking like a toothpick in to see if it's ready or things like that and then you're tasting it to see ultimately how did i do and if something went amiss then you start over again and now you change the plan and obviously you make some changes right so thank you for that. I, that that helped me and i've you know i've been associated with plan do check out for a while but that helped me in terms of as you were going through it so great example and I hope it helped our listeners too. So um, what about us like sort of getting good practice at the Plan Do Check Act? Uh, How do we build our skills at that?
0: So practice is the word, Ken. That's oh, you know, you just like if, if I'm thinking about you know teaching my kid a sport or a musical instrument, they always say practice makes perfect, uh, and that's really what it is with plan, do, check, act as well. Um, you know, you referenced the ABCs earlier. We've been practicing the ABCs um, for for a long time, most of us. So, you know, sometimes longer than we we want to acknowledge on a podcast, but uh, <laughs> but um, it's that practice that makes us so comfortable with those base components. And that's really what we need to do with the plan do check act cycle as well is practice them in a variety of different contexts. So they're, they're not just concepts, they're concepts that we know how to use and underline what we're doing. So, you know, we're talking about, um, the, the recipe, uh, idea. We can sort of apply that. It's normally something we would think about informally. I'm not suggesting I would normally sit down and formally write plan, do, check, act for for baking a cake. But if you think about how it applies, just like you outlined a minute ago, Ken, with all those details, um, That's going to protect you from leaving out the eggs or or switching the salt for the sugar and having these things happen as you go down the road. So you really can apply them to everyday concepts and then practice them and build them into the more complex systems that we talk about when we talk about occupational health and safety management systems, because I would never want to underplay um, the complexity that does get involved in terms of developing those systems for the the first time um, within organ organizations.
1: Absolutely. So your example of the the recipe and using, you know, baking something, um, and now you said we should continue to practice and you get better as you practice. So let's keep practicing. Could we do that, Martin? Could we come up with, all right, could we come up with another fictional sort of, you know, example and let's walk through it in terms of plan, do, check, act to really understand how, if we want to optimize the, our end result, planning is going to allow us to do that, right? And there's lots of adages out there. Even if you say like like uh, measure twice and cut once, isn't that sort of, isn't that along the lines of plan, do, check, act? And, you know, in terms of just like, let's put, Let's put work and time and effort into the planning phase because that's also ultimately going to have an effect on your do.
0: I love that you mentioned those adages because so many of them you can you can almost envision how that came out of, of the check phase of something where something went wrong and essentially the adage is the action taken to remember that the next time you're planning that better be a part of it and so a lot of those sort of idioms that we're used to hearing you can just picture the the bad day that happened that led to to those things being established
1: for sure so let's so what type of example do you want to use so that we can uh, flush this out a little bit more and better understand what we do in in the plan phase for sure
0: all right so honestly the world is our oyster here Ken, to use another sort of uh, phrase. But it is the middle of the summer when we're recording this and it is, you know, beautiful outside. So I'm thinking about, um, you know, a visit to the lake and, and that let, let's think about what we might be planning for around the lake. Um, so hypothetically, let's say we're at hmm, a cottage, I guess, and our favorite fish fry restaurant is across the lake. And it's only really serviceable by boat. Um, We know that from being there, it's a beautiful restaurant. We love it. The views are breathtaking, and it's got an amazing staff there to help us. So we really, we just really want to go to this place for this fish fry. In order to do that, there are a few things that would need to happen. It is across a lake. We are talking about going to a facility. There's different factors that would come into play. This is a fairly straightforward regular life example rather than an occupational health and safety management systems. But we can still apply the Plan, Do, Check, Act. How are we going to get to this restaurant? We really want to have this dinner.
1: I do. Listen, I'm hoping this isn't fictional because the way you've built it up so far, I'm looking forward for us taking this trip. That's right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we know we want to do this. It feels worthwhile. We know there's an opportunity essentially that is drawing us over to do this. Before we can really start planning though, we really need to not only outline our goals, but also any threats to the process. So anything that's going to be a challenge, a hiccup and any sort of pieces of that component, um, of that, sorry, process that we're going to need to develop in the plan stage. So there really is almost a pre-planning moment when you're identifying what you're going to build a plan for that needs to get some attention as well. So, Let's think about the risks, Ken, in terms of, of crossing this river, um, before we can start planning, what are some of the threats that you could come up with based on this scenario?
1: Well, uh, so we're going to get it. We haven't talked you didn't necessarily, uh, we didn't get into how far across the lake the, um, the restaurant is. So let's, let's just say it's a, you know, it's a, maybe it's a couple, maybe it's a kilometer or two. So it's a, it's a, it's a good ride, a good, maybe 20 minute ride across the lake. Um, are we, uh, are we comfortable with the, uh, the forecast? um do we know what the uh you know is there going to be a storm that comes up halfway across the lake or is there a storm that comes up while we're on the other side of the lake um so are we aware of what the weather is going to be like as for the day that we cross beautiful those are some great examples uh
0: other questions we might ask ourselves is maybe we don't have a boat are we renting a boat to do this um In that case, there's going to be some questions about the conditions, the policies, the rental facility that we need to ask. Um, We're going to ask questions about uh, what happens if there's some sort of incident or accident when we're out on the water. Um, And, you know, do we have communication to help us if we're out there and an incident happens. I think, you know, if we keep brainstorming, Ken, we could probably come up with a dozen things. And I think those people listening uh, might be coming up with their own ideas as well, the threats that we need to plan for. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I I don't even know, Mara, we've never talked about it. I don't even know if you're a swimmer, right? I don't know how strong of a swimmer you are. Um, I'm not so certain that, you know, are we clear as to what um, legislation in Ontario applies to us taking that boat across the lake Um, and what we need to know about if anything, do we have, have we had any training depending on the uh, size of the outboard motor or the size of the boat? Um, is there anything that we need to know about docking or, or tying the boat up or getting in or out of the boat uh, in particular? How about fueling in terms of uh, gas or yeah. So it's, wow. When you, Oh boy, you know what? It I,
0: gets big fast, huh?
1: Oh man. I just remember the last time I jumped into a boat with no planning. <laughs> I'm just so glad everything went well as opposed to something happening. Cause I don't think there was any planning last time one on a boat trip.
0: Well, and I think what we've, we've landed on here is when you start thinking about those risks, it can get quite expansive quite quickly and you can start to get overwhelmed. And in fact, this is where Plan, Do, Check, Act comes in to help you focus in on tackling it one step at a time. So right now, if I were to look at this in terms of our pre-planning, I'd say, you know, we have this, this objective, we really would like to successfully make it to this restaurant and back, you know, um, and, and have that dinner that we're hoping to have. Um, but the threat that we're seeing and that is, is a real threat is that one way or another, we fail to get there. And and that that could be varying degrees of failure and varying degrees of of risk attached to that. But essentially, we're trying to avoid not getting there and accomplish getting there. And at the end of the day, we've now pre-planned because now we know actually what we're trying to avoid and what we're trying to accomplish, which will allow us to actually frame that plan to move between that threat and that opportunity and travel between those two. Mm.
1: Um, Marwin, would we want to, depending on the experience that you and I have with boats, would we want to reach out to somebody that either we know or maybe as an authority on it just to, to make sure that we haven't left out anything significant in our planning?
0: You know, we definitely would, Ken. I actually think that that's an amazing piece that we need to talk about in terms of the plan stage. So I think that's a pretty good segue into tackling the plan uh, for for our excursion.
1: And I should state that that plan Segway wasn't planned. (laughs) There you go. There you go. So Maren, we've, we've gone through and we've identified some threats and opportunities and, and are we now ready to go to the plan phase? Is this now we've, we've assembled enough of information to say, okay, now we can assemble a plan. Is that what we're doing next? Yeah.
0: I mean, the pre-planning stage is really just about taking a look around you, determining, you know, what, what do you need? Uh, what is sort of your environmental scan or your gap analysis, you know, why do you have a need? What is your opportunity and what threat is pushing you there? What happens if you don't accomplish it? We have those two pieces. That being said, this is often where in a real world scenario or in terms of occupational health and safety management systems, people can get quickly deterred and overwhelmed because now I know I want to get there. I really want this dinner I've bought in and I want to avoid missing out on that. But there's a lot of details that we just started brainstorming that are potential barriers. And so this is where we really do have to kick off that plan stage that I had mentioned earlier is so important to really spend some time on, because we're going to be able to move through that systematically and take it one step at a time, rather than trying to think of all those risks. And could we do this? And could we do that? And pulling all these different pieces, let's think about it. One thing at a time.
1: So do you have um, now, if we've got a list of 17 things, um, where do you start? Like, which one do you start with first? So
0: I like to approach it using a who, what, where, when, and how kind of framework, um, asking ourselves these questions, we can sort of drill it down to things that we are able to answer. Those of you who were counting my, my questions there noticed I left out the why, that's because we just determined the why. That was our pre-planning, why we want to go to dinner. But we still need to answer the rest of the questions, and that's really going to form our plan. So if I were to look at our boating scenario here um, and ask you who, Ken, who is possibly involved in this trip that we need to take?
1: Okay, so uh, it's your, your birthday, did we say? We're going to go celebrate your birthday? I mean, definitely. Sure. Okay. So maybe your significant other, my significant other, the four of us. There you go. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's, 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 uh, those are the people that are going to be involved.
0: Okay. So we're going to travel that'll be the four of us going um other people we might need to think about though if we sort of think a little bit broader we're the ones going but is there anyone else we need to rely on
1: uh, probably well you don't have a boat i don't have a boat so we th- we, we determine we need to rent one so we're going to need to to engage with somebody who has a boat and then get their help with making sure that uh i guess it's lake worthy and it's going to get us across and um, so we'll definitely have to engage with them. That's right. Um, so
0: us, the rental company.
1: Uh, maybe we want to let the uh, the restaurant know that we're coming. The restaurant. Uh, just in the event that, uh, you know, we're supposed to show up for our five o'clock uh, dinner reservation and <laughs> we don't make it across the lake. Maybe the restaurant is going to do something and in, in the event that they know that we're not there and that we were expected. Maybe.
0: That's good. Um, I think those are some of the key uh, influences in terms of what we're talking about. If we keep thinking about potential influences, we could extend to maybe other boaters who might be influenced by us as we move across this Lake. Um, and maybe even, um, if there's any emergency response, things that are being set up by that rental facility involving shore based communication or Coast guards or who knows um, in terms of that so there may be some other parties that are brought in as we go through and identify other pieces
1: okay and let me th- let me throw one more up there um, it, it's it's possible that we can get this from the rental company but just some navigation of the lake I mean in most cases it could be a straight shot across and we don't have to worry about the depth of the lake or any rocks or obstacles or hazards but in some cases we know know that there's boys out there what do those boys mean do you go to the left of the boy the right of the boy are we clear about that um so perhaps we need to just to make sure that we're clear on nautical um processes and the lake itself is there anything about the lake that if we've never ridden a boat on it or have no familiarity is there any concerns about the lake itself because some lakes are different i mean my gosh you if you'd never want to take a boat across lake superior i know that's a you know that's the uh the extreme but it's it's very different and i think you know depending on the lake they they're they're different um uh you have different conditions depending on the lake and and uh, the day.
0: Perfect. So if we were to frame that in terms of the who question, um, who might we need to involve? It might be the rental facility. That would be able to give us that information. It, there might be another resource that we need to tackle um, in terms of, of of finding out some of that information, whether it be you know speaking to a local or maybe there's some documentation. Um, maybe we even need someone to captain our boat. Um, but but there's there's probably another conversation around that. But I think you brought up one perfect example there, Ken, in terms of something we can do while we're practicing, is there's a lot of things that will come to mind as we go through. And so in order to continue sort of moving systematically through, make sure we're always answering the question we asked, because otherwise we can branch out all over those other ideas will have a place and we need to keep them off in the margin, or we need to tie them into the question we asked. But in order to sort of systematically build our plan, we want to make sure that things are kind of flowing into into our questions that we're asking.
1: Fair enough. And is that Does that sometimes happen, which makes uh, as you said the plan phase that much more challenging to navigate because you keep adding things you keep adding things and then all of a sudden as that old adage goes you're trying to boil the ocean which is an impossible task right because you've got exactly. so many elements to this that it's going to be so difficult of a task to get it off the ground um, let's go let's make sure that it's streamlined that everything we're talking about is in scope so please feel free to chastise me uh, <laughs> if I get off scope in this in this case so because I'm causing us to not successfully execute our plan. So this is so go ahead and just tell me, Ken, you can't no. stay on point. This is the question I asked you. Give me the answer. No,
0: because I think that's exactly what this practice is about, right? We're 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 navigating, forgive the pun on that one. Um the plan do check act process here. Um and practicing it really for for the first time or or one of the first times, right? So right on. now okay. that I have my list of who What I like to do from there is pick one of them. Pick one of those parties from that list and ask the rest of the questions about that person um, in this example. So um, I'm gonna say the rental facility because there's a fairly defined uh, thing for us to talk about there in terms of their scope for this. If we were to look at the rental facility and say with that rental facility, what are they doing, when, are their actions happening? Where are their actions happening? And how do they need to complete those actions? We can start to fill in sort of that framework of this is who we've identified. And here's what I need them to accomplish in terms of our plan. So let's try it, Ken.
1: Yeah, let's do it. And again, feel free to chastise me if I get off.
0: I'll jump in if you're off, but this is all (laughs) valuable.
1: Okay, there we go. So we're going to talk about the rental company and uh, go ahead, Marn. What's the, what's the first question we want to flush out here with the rental company?
0: So at this point, I usually try and think about what's the easiest for me to answer. Um, so you can do these in a little bit of a different order. Um, when it comes to the rental Facility. I'm going to say the where is is fairly straightforward for us to consider, because to my mind, you know, the rental facility is going to have, um, you know, a pickup point, a drop-off point, uh, potentially some offices where they do the administrative things, um, but a limited number of facilities that we can identify with that rental company pretty
1: quickly. Maybe a website you know, their location, their hours of operation, different things in terms of information that's easy to access.
0: Excellent. And you just sort of slid into another question, which is the, when, uh, you know, with that rental company, what are their hours of operation? We need to make sure that they're actually open <laughs> when we need,
1: that would be, that would be tragic. <laughs> you know, your birthday's on a Sunday and all of us. Oh, I'm sorry. We're closed on Sundays. Oh, we didn't. Plan that would be that.
0: very disappointing. Um, yes, that you would know, be. it, Can we get the boat as early as we need it? Can we keep it as late as we need it? Um, The other thing I'd say is, you know, we can expect that the rental agency is going to have paperwork for us to fill out in advance, potentially screening and licensing that we need to provide. They might do some some training for us in terms of some of these these needs that we need. So we're going to have to find out as well from that rental company, when do we need to arrive in order to leave when we want to leave? From the dock. So there's a lot of time considerations that the more you sort of think about it, the more it's going to come into play with just the rental facility alone in terms of their requirements.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know, I, I know there's somebody listening and kind of goes, do we really have to go to all those extremes? And, and I would say for each time you've got a person standing there on the dock, shaking their head because they didn't plan it out <laughs> properly. Yes. Cause you can, I, in each of these instances, I can see somebody, you know, not thinking ahead, not th- considering, you know, is the place open on a Sunday? Um, what is the process when we get there? Maybe we're arriving on the Sunday of a long weekend and, they're packed and all of a sudden we've got 20 mm-hmm. people in front of us and you know it's going to take them a couple minutes to process each person and we're, we're now 40 minutes in line um and we didn't plan for yep. that at all right and now and now we're feeling anxious stressed out upset but it really was because we didn't plan it that's right it had nothing to do with anything else
0: now do i expect in real life that everyone is doing it this formally when they go on a boat trip Maybe not, but you could see the advantage too, if you do. The other thing about that is it's tough for us this first time when we're gathering all this information. But if this is a location that we visit every weekend, all summer, you know, you come up with this plan that includes all the different contingency, all the different information. And as you've moved through this cycle, the next time we want to plan, we already have gathered a lot of that and we can repurpose it, which is why it's beautiful that it is an iterative process, that it does cycle is because it will help us in the future. Once we go through it, the one time.
1: Okay, Maron, that, that was fantastic. What about the, uh, I'm interested to hear what, what were you going to ask me about the what and the how now? The what and the how. So what are we going to ask about the wrenches and the what and the how? So
0: I targeted the when and the where, because they felt easier for me to get out of the way. They felt like simple answers. The what and the how can I don't really know what a rental company needs to do or how they're going to do it. And I imagine they all do it slightly differently. So we ask them, that's how we answer the what and the how we need to ask them. So part of the planning process is accessing information from various different parties. So you and I aren't going to be able to complete this whole plan ourselves without making some phone calls, without getting on the internet, checking out some websites um, and, and talking to people. So we, If we talk to the rental company, odds are they're going to want to verify our boating license, um, our experience, our knowledge of the local waterways. You brought that up. They're going to want to know that we have acquired that information already. They're also going to want to make sure that we're physically able to operate the boat that we are choosing to rent. There's lots of different boats out there, and they're going to want to make sure that we are physically able to handle that operation. They're also going to want to train us on emergencies, breakdowns, fuel problems, injuries, Uh, if we get a person overboard, let's hope not, but let's say it happens, um, they're going to have a lot of information for us in terms of how to operate their vehicle and how to treat it well. The reality is only they know that. And they've already planned all that in their own Plan Do Check Act. So the best source for that information, rather than guessing, is to just ask them.
1: Okay, so in that and. Uh, might even include if we wanted to just feel good and feel confident that um, we're taking out a uh, a lake worthy boat is when's the last time the boat and the motor were inspected? Perhaps maybe they have some in just what were there any defects during the inspection that we need to be wary of or need to um, just be, you know, yeah, so that we're aware. Yeah. yeah, I would want to know that. Yeah,
0: behind the scenes, that is something, that is a what that they need to do. And we can ask how they do it. Is there, how do they keep record of that? Is there a way that they communicate that? And we can ask those questions, right, in terms of the what and the how.
1: Maybe even, you know, of the, of all the years, because I take it the uh, the rental place, let's say it's been around for a few years and so is the restaurant. And, and I would guess if the restaurant is only accessible by boat, then, then probably this rental place has had a few restaurant goers decide to rent a boat for them and go across the lake. Maybe it's a case of, You know, is there anything that you've learned from other people taking out the boats and going to the restaurant and back that we need to be aware of?
0: Beautiful. Learning from someone else's plan, do check, act, Ken. They've already done this process, so we can borrow their their information and their learning um and i think that's a perfect contribution to this so we need to do our research as part of making our plan figure out what the requirements are
1: marron you're such a great teacher look at me contributing to this and all a and you're getting me into this plan the planning stage and uh, thinking of all these things look at you here we go feeling good about our boat grade <laughs>
0: but i will i will point out ken <laughs> That we do have a long way to go in terms of the plan. Um, it feels very manageable, though, doesn't it? We've just looked at one of, our, one of our who answers, the rental facility, and we did it systematically. So we feel confident that we've sort of brainstormed around that. Um, we still do have a whole group of other people that we would want to repeat that process for. So I said, practice, bear with me. How about we look quickly at one other who, another simple one, which would be the restaurant.
1: So I would love to do that. And I'll tell you, you know, f- for me, Maren, and the industries that we support, you know, that um, in many cases, they're, they're conducting high risk um, activity. Um, and I can imagine that it can be stressful if it's not planned out because we're looking to take a boat trip and I'm, and I'm a strong swimmer. However, anytime you're gonna venture out into open water you need to be smart and I can tell you quite honestly as we've been recording this podcast um, there's part of me that just feels more confident in what we're going to be doing honestly it does and, and I know it's fictional and we're just making this up but but there's part of me that goes I feel way more prepared to take this trip now because we've got a we've got about 50 check marks that we've gone hey we've already investigated into this so if this goes wrong we've already kind of given it some thought and we know what we're gonna do or we've we've said hey this can be a risk and and we're now we're clear as to what that risk is or or how we're going to uh, uh, advert that risk, right?
0: Um, oh, so- that comment just gives me chills, Ken, because that's the whole point. When you have a system, when you've built it and you have that information, you can build confidence in the people who need to perform whatever the task is. And that's how you get buy-in. That's how you build positive safety culture in your organization. And we get so many questions about how you develop those more abstract pieces of an occupational health and safety management system. And that's it right there, is when you can feel the system working for you and it makes sense in your organization and in your context it makes you feel better about what you're doing.
1: So let's talk about the restaurant then cuz I'm feeling so good. <laughs> I want to keep I want to keep feeling okay, more comfort- let's do it. comfortable and confident. So let's go.
0: Okay, so we're going to do this like a speed round. Okay, Ken. Speed uh, <laughs> we'll do we'll <laughs> see how we, if we can do this. So, um, for the for the restaurant, what are we looking to get from them?
1: Uh their hours of operation. We'd hate to go over there and uh, arrive and do do all this work and they're closed. Um, so
0: pause for a second. But
1: just to, just to, yeah.
0: physically what? Like what is the outcome um, we're looking to
1: get? Oh, well, sorry. Uh, So physically, we are looking to have an incredible experience through delicious food, a fish fry, an incredible view. Um, You mentioned that they've got uh, some of the friendliest and the nicest staff anywhere in the north. All those type of things we want to experience.
0: That's right. So the what from them is we're going to get all that stuff. When are we going to get it?
1: Uh, We're going to get it the day of the experience. So maybe we need to. All right. So I'm hoping I'm going down this road with you, but let's go down. Let's say if we want to have, um, you know, if we've eaten there before, and we've got someone who served us before, and we know they're extremely friendly, we've had a great experience with them, could we request them? If they're working that working that day in terms of, hey, you know what, we had Brian before he was he was so friendly and attentive, and we had so much fun with him is a great sense of humor. Could we could we have Brian as our server again? Yeah, I love Brian, Um,
0: we should definitely go when he's on shift. Yep.
1: Okay, we're gonna go with (laughs) Brian's on shift. And what about what about the table that we're going to be sitting at? Yep. Um, You know, number one, we wanted to make sure it's comfortable for us, but we also you also mentioned a view, and yes. uh, I definitely would. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna take take some risks here and 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 go across a lake um, for a reward then let's make sure that we're getting the full reward that's right
0: Uh, maybe we want to catch sunset we better figure out when sunset is and be there at that time if that's what we want to see
1: good point because sunset in the end of august is different than the sunset at the end of june
0: that's right when we're looking up on our weather app to see if there's any storms coming we can also check that Um, we should definitely check that weather app for the when as well is there a time of day that's going to be bad news for crossing a lake? Um, because that's something we'll want to know as well.
1: Is our favorite chef working that night? So oh my goodness. Maybe Chef Enzo is is, uh, is is our favorite chef. And the way he prepares the, uh, the rock bass is just nothing like we've ever tasted before. So Chef Enzo exactly. is working. Is he going to be working that night? And if he is, then that's another aspect of the plan that's going to contribute to our overall that's experience. That's right. right. So
0: exactly when we sort of engage with the restaurant for this is going to be determined by all those factors. So again, we will have to do some research. Um calling the restaurant. Again, we want to make sure they're open. I mean probably if if Brian and Enzo are both working, they're at least open. But um, we, we want to check all those factors. So what we're going to get dinner. When we have to answer some questions to make sure all of our criteria are met. Where?
1: um the where piece
0: what, what do you mean by
1: where like are, are we simple
0: in this case where are we where is the restaurant where are they performing their their part of this plan
1: uh, it's being performed at the restaurant Exactly it was too simple an answer
0: right oh boy. yeah you had
1: <laughs> you there <Martin. laughs>
0: So the where on this one is that island that's only serviceable by boat um, you know they only have one location so their where is limited to that facility. And then how, how is often the biggest question. How do they accomplish all those things? So once we figure out the what, when, and where we have to ask ourselves how, and how is what turns into process, right? So this is where, you know, we'd be able to talk to the restaurant and understand how all those different pieces come together. Again, we're doing our research. Can there's so many questions we want to ask if we've never been there before, you know, um, how does docking work? are there docking fees? Is it cash only? Uh, is there a dress code? Uh, Can you have dietary accommodations if that's what we need? There's so many questions we would want to ask the restaurant. Um, but it's up to the restaurant to talk to us about how they're going to be able to, to deliver on all of those things.
1: And Marn, would you like, we're going to a lot of trouble to plan this out, right? And we're asking a lot of questions and we're engaging with a bunch of different people, but but there is risk involved, right? So, yeah. so when we're planning, do we want to correlate the amount of effort and time we put into the planning? Does that correlate to the risk of the activity? So, if it's a if it has significant risk, should the planning be that much more comprehensive compared to, s- to some activities where we know the risk is extremely low and the planning may not be that. You know, we, it can be fairly straightforward and simple.
0: Ken, have you done this before?
1: Not with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, definitely. The, the more severe, the higher the probability, the higher the frequency of, of exposure to those risks yep. um, to make that they make some high priority. It's a definition of a critical task. It's the definition of high priority. And that is certainly where we would want to focus our most energy in terms of plan, do, check, and act, um, as well as our first energy. You cannot do everything at once. Just to all of the the budding um, occupational health and safety management systems developers out there, you cannot do it all at once. It has to be worked through one step at a time. Attempting to do it all at once will again overwhelm you. So target those high priority items to make sure that you're you're getting those out of the way first.
1: Yep, and I and I can completely appreciate how. If we have a member of ours that's going to be performing trenching, or we have someone that's going to be working with high-voltage electricity, or someone that is going to be embarking on a 500-kilometer trip hauling, uh, hauling cargo, um, that planning is, planning is necessary. Because if you don't plan out what you're doing, I guess you're then leaving it up to chance to, to a great degree, regardless of how many times you've done it before. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the
0: threat versus the opportunity in the case of, of our example, the opportunity is, is something we want. The threat would be a disappointment, but when you're talking about high risk work, like done in our industries, the, the threat is so significant if, if, we don't go through the Plan, Do, Check, Act, if we don't move from the threat to the opportunity. The opportunity opportunity is completing the work safely with healthy workers that can return home at the end of the day. And and that's what we really have
1: our eye on. Absolutely. Okay. We've covered a lot in plan and pre-plan. Is there anything that you want to, anything else you want to cover in, in regards to this segment?
0: Uh, really, I just wanted to highlight that You know, we've gone through this and, you know, right at the beginning we started brainstorming all these different pieces that we'd have to think about. But when we started applying a framework associated with the concept here, to what we were doing, we went through and we already built out a lot of information around the restaurant, the rental facility. We could go through and do that for the rest of the people on our list. And once we had all those different pieces together, we really have the ABCs of our plan. We have the building blocks that we can put together. We'd be able to look at all of that information that we've now gathered and actually work it into something that falls a bit more chronological right? So it'll be a giant collection of information by the time we do the brainstorming. Our next step to really formalize it into a plan is going to be to take it and say, okay, what do we have to do ahead of time, you know, a week ahead of time, a day ahead of time, the day of, uh, and sort of break it down by that as well as sort of group those responsibilities for each person. I'm not going to do all the planning myself, Ken, so some of it's got to be your responsibility. Um, and, you know, we're, we got to really put it into something that's user-friendly because we just went through this effort and now we want other people to benefit from, from the work we've done by being able to access
1: it. Absolutely. Okay, so Marin. I feel very comfortable on taking a boat ride with you in terms of going over with and having my (laughs) loved one come in the boat with you and your loved one and us crossing this lake to this restaurant and coming back on the lake. I'm feeling very comfortable. That we are going to be able to navigate the water safely, have a phenomenal experience, and come back safely so that we can go home. I'm confident in that. Now, on our next episode of the IHSA Safety Podcast, we're going to continue this discussion on Plan, Do, Check, Act. And we're going to get into the Do phase. So this is when we implement our plan. All the things we just talked about, now we're going to implement. it. So I guess, Maren, on our next episode, we're going for a boat ride. Would that be right?
0: We're going for a boat ride. Going for a boat
1: ride. Okay, Mar, thank you so much for all the information on the pre planning and the planning stage of Plan, Do, Check, Act. And uh, join us next time for a boat ride, right? Thanks, Ken. All right. Thank you. And thanks to the listeners for listening to the IHSA Safety Podcast. Be sure to like us and subscribe on your podcast channel. Thanks so much and visit us at ihsa.ca for a wealth of health and safety resources and information. The IHSA Safety Podcast.
0: For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.